Jason, as it is every week, our show is brought to you by our friends at Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! Summit. Budget Blinds, they are our friends and your friend too. Hey, here's something really cool. We always talk about we like these guys because this family is dedicated to Lee Summit and to the community as a whole. All through the month of February, $1 for every blind sold is going to the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. So really what this means is you need to buy probably two or three blinds per window for your home. So you have maybe like a spring collection and a fall collection. You can switch your blinds out. That'd be fantastic. And then is that all the support. No, is, is, that, is that really a thing? Do, how, do you're looking do at that? me like I understand window treatments or something. <laughs> that, that was not that was not in the list of classes they taught me at law school was window treatments. So, uh, but you should buy a whole bunch of blinds for all of your windows so that they can make more dollar contributions to the pancreatic cancer research folks. And and do continue to do, I think, the great stuff that they do. It always amazes me, this company that's so busy doing all this work out there, always, always, always takes that extra time and that extra step to give back to the community, to those in need in our in Lee Summit. And that right there is why we are so happy to call them a friend and to partner with them as one of our sponsors. Go see Budget Blinds of Lee Summit today right in the heart of downtown Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Welcome to this Friday Conversation edition of Lee Summit Town Hall. I'm here today with Carrie Lauderdale Olson, and I'm going to trip over her name a few times, so that's what I do. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nick. I'm really happy to be here. I asked you, well, because we see each other a lot at Bridge Space, but we both office there. But I asked you here, you have an event coming up for your business called Recovering Cinderella. This is a, a support group business. And we're going to dig into that a little bit because I don't know that I've ever said those words together before. But this is a, a, a workshop event for other divorced women. Yeah. So um, I'm hosting the first Recovering Cinderella Divorce Support Workshop. And that's something new. Um, so not a lot of people know what that is. And when I say it, they kind of look at me with a puzzled look. But basically, it is uh, an interactive workshop for women going through a divorce or thinking about going through a divorce. So it's a kind of a obstacle course, if you will, where when you're starting the process, you don't quite know what you don't know. Yeah. I, you know, my experience is really all anecdotal. So either friends or family that have gone through it. So, but here's what I've learned. Even easy divorces are hard. Absolutely. It's, it, it is a huge life changing thing. And so what, how do, how do you get into a business that's based on providing help and support? So, um, I'm divorced myself. And actually, I've been divorced twice, which I used to say I'm one divorce away from the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> so, um, Well, you know, in soccer and hockey, they call that the hat trick. Yeah, so, you, you know, know, it's like a prize. So, um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that are divorced. In fact, in the United States, there's 800,000 people that are divorced every year. And we're number 12 in the world. So having gone through, gone through my own divorce twice... Um, I learned a lot and I learned, I made a lot of mistakes, both emotionally and financially, and probably wouldn't have been divorced twice if I had 
worked through my stuff from the first divorce and not jumped into a relationship. So I was, when I went through my second divorce, I was uh, in a really bad place. I was depressed. I uh, had a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. And I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to be connected with some other women that were also going through the divorce process at my church. And um, a woman that was an, an amazing woman who worked at the church, uh, reached out to me and these these six other women and said, I really feel like you guys need to be brought together because you're all going through the, this this process. You're in different stages, but, but that was the only thing we had in common. And that group, which I ended up leading, became my lifeline. And this group of women uh, connected on a level that I can only describe as sisters. We became sisters. And it's been eight years, and there is not a day that goes by that I do not talk to at least one of these women still. And I realized that not every woman has access to that kind of support. And when you're going through a divorce, um, it's just, even if you know it's the right thing to do, it is emotionally traumatic. And you don't always have somebody to talk to that has been through it. Is that is that a hard thing to admit to yourself that yes it's right but still acknowledging your your own trauma? Absolutely. It's 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 one of the things that the women in um I have an online support group and I have about 5500 followers. I just launched this company in October, but I have about 5500 followers on social media and this is one of the topics that we talk about a lot is um you know even if it's the wrong decision and it, or even if it causes pain, it's still the right decision sometimes. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for getting a divorce and, and they're, they're as unique as the couples that are getting divorced. But that pain is real. And even when your head knows it's the right thing to do, our hearts take a little bit longer to figure that out. You, uh, you, you gave some statistics earlier mm-hmm. about the, the number of divorces worldwide and that the United States is ranked 12th, I think you just said. Yeah, in, in the world. In that. So here, my, my, my question, though, is why are we – you say that stat, and it comes off to me as if we're saying this is a bad thing. I don't but know I think that... you're also telling – you're also saying it's okay if it's the right decision for, for, for you individually. And I and I, I just kind of picked up on a little dichotomy there, and I, and I, and I wanted – I was in case anybody else sees things weirdly like I do. I wanted to kind of have your perspective on that. Um, I think that no one goes into marriage. I don't know a single person who goes into marriage thinking that they're going to get divorced. Right? You go into marriage thinking it's going to be your happily ever after, and when it doesn't work out that way, um, it's painful. And so, actually, divorces are declining in the United States. Um, they have been declining for the last few years. And it's kind of a, when you talk about the stats, people have all heard the stat, well, 50% of marriages end in divorce, right? Right, right. That's not an accurate statistic. I feel like I've heard that since the 80s, yeah. like as a kid. And it's not an accurate statistic because what they're doing is taking the number of marriages each year and the number of divorces each year, and it's, you know, well, that must be 50% because the number's equate to that. But that's not entirely accurate because it's not always, and it's actually rare, that you get married and divorced in the same year. So those divorces are, you know, any number of years of marriage. Um, And I think that people in general, from my perspective, um, don't, you know, I talk to thousands of women every day, and I don't think any of them take it lightly. I don't know of any men that take it lightly either. So I think it's, 
as far as a bad thing, I I think it's bad isn't the right word. I think it's disheartening. Yeah, I, I think I was gonna I was gonna say that that I that was probably a, a poor word choice on, on my part. I, and I I think really maybe what I'm asking is what is the significance then of that stat in this discussion? So um, the significance is is there are in terms of having a business that supports divorced women, there are eight hundred thousand new potential women that I can help every year. So the pool is big. And my followers, which has really surprised me, like I said, I launched this in October. I have followers from all over the world. I have followers from the UK, from France, Italy, Brazil, Nigeria, Mumbai. So regardless of where you live and regardless of what, where you are in your life, the feelings of going through a divorce are consistent. And that's why I think so many women are responding to what I'm doing. Um, What I started at, and I guess I I really hadn't thought of myself as a social entrepreneur, but I think that's really what I've become is, you know, I, my goal is to help these women and provide resources for them to help them through the divorce process. So what I really am focusing on is getting them through that divorce process in a way that um, helps them understand they're not alone, that what they're feeling is is completely normal, and then connecting them with other women that are going through the same thing so that they can lift each other up. Is that is that relatable connection, that finding someone else who has the same thing? Is that the, the is that the first and, and maybe most important part of establishing a connection with with we're gonna say your followers followers, but I think it it, it seems like a more integrated group than that, than just following one thing. Yeah. And it's, I think, so when I started posting on Instagram and I post pretty much every day on Instagram, something that's either humorous or something that's relevant. What's interesting is I get a lot of comments from women or private messages saying, you know, I just needed to hear that today. I needed to hear that I wasn't alone because there's, there's that sense of, you know, I'm feeling these feelings and maybe they're not all good feelings and maybe, um, they're hard to understand or, or maybe you're, you, you feel a little bit, I want to, crazy is not the right word, but that's how you sometimes feel for feeling that way. Like knowing that you really want the divorce, but it hurts, you know? And so am I making the right decision? So those doubts and things like that. And all of those feelings are normal. But hearing it from somebody else and validating those feelings, I think is at the primal level what really women are responding to. What other things? I I guess I'm, I'm I'm curious how you know this idea obviously sprang from your own group mm-hmm. that that you had through through your through your church, and I want to get into resources in, in a second here. But but what other connections and what things I guess provided you with with a, a belonging and and a that almost it becomes a familial relationship with that group. And I, I'm I'm curious about how that evolves and how that how that um, plays a role. So I have a couple components. So I started out by just posting stuff on social media. So I started an Instagram and a Facebook account and started posting things and women started responding. And then I realized that, you know, I have women in the UK. I have women in Texas. I have women in Kansas City. I have women in Dubai. So I created a private Facebook support group. And what's unique about that is that I connect both women who are going through the process with women who have already been there. And so they're five, six, 10 years out from their divorce, and they can offer insight to these women to say, I've been there, you know, five years ago, I was there, and here's where I am now. 
And so that dynamic has been created, and I, I now have over 500 women in this private support group, and I'm in there regularly, but it's not just me. It's these women bringing their own experiences and, and connecting with each other and lifting each other up and, and really supporting each other. And that dynamic is something that, you know, I think is really powerful. How surprising is it to you that that kind of back and forth and that kind of interplay and involvement is happening through social media, through through an app on your phone or your tablet or whatever, because that's not what we're used to. It's not. Or maybe it is what we're used to now, and I'm just showing that well, I'm getting old. I think that – I think and I have 20 years of marketing experience, so I've, I've worked in marketing for 20 years. That's what my career is in. What I think is so awesome about this is I would never before in, in history had an opportunity to connect these women in a way so quickly and um, where they can interact freely and, and so empowering without social media. And so I think social media gets a bad rap a lot, right? I because would agree with that. Because people are constantly, you know, oh, you know, Facebook and Instagram and it's you see these perfect lives and everybody's trying to live up to that image. And I, I totally agree with that. I think that that social media has um, contributed to a lot of problems. Right. But this is one good thing that I've seen that has come out of social media that wouldn't have been possible before. These women would have never met. They would have never connected without it. And I'm glad you, you you brought that up about that social media gets a bad rap. And this is this is one of the things that you can point to a, a, as an example of how social media is good. And it, it does good. My question is, as the moderator of, of, of this group and, and, and the host, how do you combat that innate desire we all have to make our social media posts the perfect, the good, all of the good things so that it's there is there is a culture of I can tell you in this support group that I'm hurting. I can I can say that today was a bad day. I think that one of the reasons that women responded to me so early and so in in, in such a large amount of numbers so quickly was because I was authentic and I was real. And um, I think that is something people are hungry for. And I post a lot about my own personal experiences. You know, I, I know what it was like to be a single mom. I raised my three kids on my own, my three sons on my own. And so I can post things about, you know what, mama, I've been there. You know, you may be, you may be doing the drive through at McDonald's tonight because you've had a rough day, but you're still there for your kids. You know, good job. You don't get a pat on the back very often, but I'm giving you one. Or things like... Um, one of the one of my first posts that that went viral that women were sharing was a quote from Zsa Zsa Gabor, and it was like, "I've never hated a man enough to give his diamonds back." You know, <laughs> so I try to inject some humor in there, but it opens the door for discussion. And um, what's happening in the group is because women are there and they're sharing their pain and they're being real about it. Other women are responding in kind, and so we have women that will come in and post that you know what, I had my divorce hearing today, or my divorce hearing's tomorrow, what can I expect? Because I don't know what to expect. And women will say, okay, take the day off and make sure you go with somebody. And even though you think you're prepared, you may not be prepared when you sign the paperwork. And so there's real advice, there's humor, there's sometimes just, I've had a bad day, and I just need to know that there's somebody out there that understands. 
that is enlightening and enheartening to hear about a place on social media that you can you can be as real as possible. Yeah, and it's a private group, so they have to apply to get into the group, and they have to answer some questions. And I actually am personally reviewing every application right now to make sure that the women that are in there are real and they are who they say they are. And sometimes I email them directly and want to know more about their situation. But um, it's not perfect. You know, I'm human. But I try very hard to make sure that the people that are in there are authentic. That seems like it would be a very stressful (laughs) process for you to manage. Um, it's emotional because I hear women's stories and I hear where they are and what's happened and why they're looking for support. And, um, you know, I sometimes I have to take a few days off and take a break because that's a lot of responsibility to put on yourself. Yeah, but it's, um, you know, I think it's important to me right now, starting out that I, um, I know the women in my group. And so I share a lot of personal things about myself in the group and about my experiences. And and I kind of feel okay doing that because I know where they are and I know what's going on in their lives. And, you know, honestly, almost every day I get a message on Instagram or Facebook or through the support group uh, telling me what a difference I'm making or how much this group has helped them and how thankful they are for it. And to me, that's really what I'm trying to do is, is to help these women get through that process because I know how hard it is. Do you feel like it it still helps you? I think it does because I actually did a blog um, last week and I, I did an Instagram live last night where I was talking about my blog. And part of it was that um, one of the things I, I talk to the women about all the time is that you need to look for ways to take this experience that you had that was bad and make something good out of it. What can you do out of this experience that either changes your life for the better or uh, makes you a person, you know, maybe a different person or a better person? Because nobody's the same after a divorce as they were when they got married. And so they have to re-figure out who they are now as a single person. And so for me, I was able to take my two divorces, which was not a positive thing. And now that experience is allowing me to help other women through theirs. And so I look at that as that was the good that came out of what I went through. How do you feel like you're a different person? Um, I think that each of my each of my marriages, for different reasons, taught me different things. And it changed fundamentally who I was after they were over. So Um, I was not the same person. I was less naive. I was less trusting. I was, um, it took me a while because I lost my voice. And so I found my voice again. I found out, I figured out who I was independent of having a partner in my life. Who am I and what do I want out of my own life? Is that, is, is that a, a common thing? Do you think? I think it is a common thing. I think sometimes it takes you a while to realize it. So I think people think that they can go through a divorce and it's not going to change them and that everything's great and it takes them a while before they realize, yeah, I'm not quite the same person. A lot of people will jump from a divorce into dating right away because they want that validation. You know, I I need to feel like somebody wants me. And and I did that myself. Um, So one of the things I encourage women to do is take time to figure out who they are. And nobody told me that. I didn't get that advice when I was going through a divorce. I feel like while that is sage advice and an important thing, 
I feel like that is an incredibly difficult task. At almost any stage in anyone's life, especially after such a life-altering scenario of, of how do I find myself? And it's, I mean, defining yourself is hard enough. It is, but it's um, – so first of all, you have to grieve your marriage. You have to grieve what you lost. So people don't realize that divorce is like a death. It's, it's the death of your dreams. It's the death of your marriage. It's the death sometimes of your family. It's, it's the loss of your best friend. And so a lot of people don't realize that they actually have to grieve those losses before they can move forward. And so they have to actually grieve that loss and, and say goodbye to those things and realize that their life has changed before they can figure out what that new life looks like. And a lot of times we don't take the time to think about what we want our new life to be. We just keep going along, and now this big piece is missing from our life that was part of it, right? So one of the things that I encourage is really taking the time to work through that grief and taking the time to really think about what you want your new life to be and then create a plan to go make it happen. I, I like that analogy. As someone who, who doesn't have that perspective, I like that analogy because I think we can all, we can all understand and empathize with a loss with grieving a, a lot. So I like that one. That kind of, that gives me, I guess, maybe a better window window into things. So speaking of relatability, everyone knows somebody that's going through a divorce, either a friend or family member or friend of a friend. So if you, if you hear of somebody going through a divorce or, you know, you know somebody that's going through a divorce, let them know about my website because they can find all these resources. The link to my support group is on there, the blogs, um, the workshop, but it's just a way for you to to let them know that there there is some support available out there for them. Let's talk a little bit about the resources. We'll shift mm-hmm. a little bit into that and resources that 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 you say you provide. What are, are these? Many mostly things that I wish I had had this, or is it is it also maybe a combination of just just things you've picked up and you've learned from others? I think it's. Um, a combination of things because I looked for resources when I was going through my divorce and there are some classes out there that exist already. And I attended some of them. I don't think they really fit my needs. And, um, what I'm trying to design and, and I get this question a lot, why, well, you're doing all this for women. What about men? Um, the reason I'm doing it all for women is because I am a woman and I've lived it. And I think that while things are similar when you go through a divorce, there's also very different reactions from women than men. And so I know what it's like to be a divorced woman, which is why I'm focusing on divorced women. Do you so, think you'd lose some of that authenticity you talked about? Uh, maybe. I mean, I get men do follow me and, and they read my blogs and they send me comments that it's really helped them. Um, but I write from the perspective of a woman to other women. So I think that that does contribute some to my authenticity. So what I did with the support group was um, that was a first step to kind of bring women together and how I could, how that worked. And it's working really, really well. Um, the next step that I'm doing is my first workshop, which is here at Bridge Space on March 2nd. What makes it different than anything out there, and I've done a lot of research, there are workshops um, around the country for 
women or people going through a divorce, but they typically involve an attorney and a CPA. It's all about the money, right? So here's what you need to know legally, and here's what you need to know about your money. and that's Which only, is important. It is important. It's very important. But that's only one piece of going through a divorce. So my workshop is different because I have a divorce attorney. I have um, a wonderful attorney, Anne Hendrickson from Van Osdall, is going to be one of our speakers. And she's going to talk about the things that you need to know when you're going through a divorce from a legal perspective. Uh, I have Dana Arth here in Lee Lee Summit, who is a CPA, and she's going to talk about not only your taxes, but, you know, your 401k and things like that and how divorce affects all of that. I also have Sharon Auk, who um, she owns a business here in in the Kansas City area, but she has been a uh, Johnson County, Kansas, higher ground speaker for about 14 years. And what that is, is she teaches classes on co-parenting and how to get along with your ex and just ways that you need to communicate and things that you need to know. Um, I also have Annie Allen, who is a certified divorce realtor. So she comes in and helps couples decide whether they should really keep the house or not. Because sometimes it's an emotional decision instead of a, a logical decision. Right. So really taking the emotion out of it and looking at the numbers. And finally, I have Gail Spangler, Gail Spangler, who is with Posify, and she's a mindfulness coach. So in between these speaking sessions, which are going to kind of look at the whole picture and the whole person, I'm going to have women interacting in small breakout groups with exercises where they can engage in small groups with other women going through the same things that they are. And hopefully by the end of the day, they're going to leave with their own support group, like I had, with women they've connected with, with women they've spent time with, and the women they know understand where they're coming from. So this workshop is hopefully the first of many that I'll be doing um, around the country. And it's really exciting because it's an opportunity for women to learn about both the practical things they need to know, the logical things they need to know, and some emotional well-being things on how they can do self-care as they're going through the process. I got to tell you, this is these, this is my favorite kind of entrepreneurial effort. I love I love it when I meet people who are they're doing something because they not just they have the passion for it because I think you know we all have our passions, but doing something you know something that's doing some good. So I really like hearing this story. I appreciate you coming on and talking about it. Let's do one more time. When is this event? So the uh, Recovering Cinderella Divorce Support Workshop is March 2nd. I have tickets available on my website, www.recoveringcinderella.com. They are $99 for the day. The event runs from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. There will be lunch provided and some goodies. Uh, Like I said, what makes it unique is that you're not only getting the speakers, but you're getting some direct small group interaction so that hopefully you connect with some women and and have your own personal support group. And I think we can all all agree that at some point in our lives, having that that small group connection of of support makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. And I think it's it's a unique approach and nobody else is doing doing it the way I am, but I, I know the value of that small group. And then... Next steps are, for me, I'm developing a webinar series where women can get content and uh, be able to subscribe to it and get relevant content that is more specialized. And I'm also doing, I just started uh, doing personal one-on-one divorce coaching. So women who are going through a divorce, they kind of need a guide and, you know, want more than the support group. 
divorce coaching is a, a big thing, and, and I've had several people request it. So I just launched that this week as well. And there will be, you know, workbooks and, and other things coming down the line. And so when people ask me what my vision is for this, this business, I want to be the Dave Ramsey for divorce women. <laughs> you know, the courses, the workbooks, the con- you know, the connections, the small groups, but really being the go-to that if you're going through a divorce, this is where you come and I can connect you with other people to get the support you need. It sounds like there's a little more to it than that though. If I if I can be so bold as to say that 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 there's there's a little a little something other that to it that you'll call successful. Yeah, I mean, being able being able to hear back from women who successfully make it through their divorce process and hear that this helped them and it made the process easier for them to me that's the ultimate reward i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to f- wrap this up with with the question really that i've i've put off since we started why the name recovering cinderella so i actually came up with a name 9 years ago when i went through my divorce and uh, my ex-husband called himself prince charming and i was cinderella and when my happily ever after fell apart, I, I had to put my own tiara back together. And so recovering Cinderella seemed appropriate. And women relate to it. You know, we, we all, when, we, when we're little girls, we read the fairy tales. And when we start reading a story or we start our own journey to happily ever after, we wouldn't start the story if we didn't know it was going to end happily ever after, if we didn't think it was going to end happily ever after. So... I kind of my tagline is that I'm helping women love life when happily ever after ends. You told me that was nine years ago, so I'm going to ask you this: Have you found your ever after? I don't know yet. Um, I do have someone very special in my life, and we've been together a few years. And um, you know, I'm a little gun shy. You know, after going through two divorces, and um, but he he's very very special and. I think that we we found each other when I was at a point that I knew who I was and, and what I needed in a partner. And I think that makes a big difference. And so um, very, very happy right now. I don't know if it's happily ever after, but very happy. Well, and I'm going to follow up. I was, I was actually going to wrap it up, but <laughs> I'm going to follow up. Does for yourself, because I know you can't speak for the 5,000 people <laughs> that follow you, but for yourself, does finding your happy, happily ever after, is that... Does it have to include a partner? No. And that's one of the things that I, I really encourage women to, when they're making their plan for what they want their life to be, you know, think of it regardless of whether you have a partner or not. What are your own life goals? Because sometimes we get so caught up in in finding Mr. Right or Ms. Right that you you forget what it is that you want. And what it is you hope to achieve out of your own life or what it is you enjoy. If you ask somebody who's been married for 25 or 30 years and they go through a divorce and you ask them, well, what's your favorite food? They have to stop and think about it because they'll tell you, well, my husband likes his eggs this way. Or, you know, we always went here because that was my husband's favorite restaurant. And so it's a whole mind shift to start thinking for yourself. And so... Not just for yourself, but, you know, thinking about things from your own perspective without including someone else's needs or wants. So it is something that I encourage people to do. And even for myself, you know, I have a vision for what my life, what I want it to be in five years, regardless of whether I have my happily ever after or not. Well, if people want to follow you, they can find you on social media at? Um, On Instagram, at Recovering Cinderella. Uh, On Facebook, 
at Recovering Cinderella. I have my website, recoveringcinderella.com. I have my blog there, which I write pretty regularly about different issues around divorce. I also have products. I've launched a Recovering Cinderella line of products, as well as a divorced line of products. And then um, I'm at Twitter at recovcinderella.com. My last question is this, amongst your products, can they get their tiaras? Well, you can get the logo with a tiara <laughs> that's coming back together, but I don't have the I don't have tiaras yet. But maybe I should add those. That's a really good. Uh, you that's know, a really good idea. Every once in a while, I get a decent you idea. Do. I get a decent idea. Carrie, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Good luck with your endeavors, and that will do it for this Friday edition of Lee Summit Town Hall. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Give us a review. Tell us how we're doing. See you all on Monday. As always, we are brought to you by Shred KC, another one of our sponsors. You want to know something cool? I've now been going four weeks on a meal plan through Shred. Ten pounds lighter. Well, I, I said often I want to see less of you around this podcast process, but that wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but we'll take it. Well, you know, I do what I can. Hey, and the guy that owns it, Ryan Waters, he's got a tip for us. He says, eat protein every morning. It's going to help keep you full. It's going to reduce cravings. So try to get at least one gram per pound of lean body weight. I don't know what that means. You I'm not sure. I, I'm fairly certain. I know what my rough approximate body weight is, but I'm pretty sure that I don't know, have any idea what the lean one is. It might be like nine of the X number of pounds that I actually weigh. But I do. I find the protein chip a really valuable one. It helps me be fuller for much longer, so I eat less garbage in between the meals that we plan. I'm going to give him an extra pimp. Look, he's not even paying me for this one. But if you subscribe to the his new podcast, Shred, on your podcast app, he's got an episode coming up. They talk about the importance of eating breakfast every day and having lots of protein in it. So check out our podcast, Lisa Town Hall, and check out our partner's podcast, Shred. Shred.